Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, and please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. We're here to help you become a more profitable sports better, and we have a terrific show planned for you today. PlayUp Sportsbook presents the Phil Nason Show. Sign up for an account and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. That's PlayUp.com. Cash with Flash Best Bets has you covered in all the major U.S. sports from daily free picks premium betting packages we have you covered head on over cash with the free picks sign up for one of our premium packages and cash with flash that's cashwithflash.com all picks from the phil nason show are now tracked by betstamp betstamp provides broadcasters and handicappers a free platform to track their picks in one easy to follow format they also allow cappers to sell their picks directly from the site. You can follow the Phil Nason Show and all our picks at betstamp.app. Download the app or use the desktop. Either way, we're good. Michael Newham's here. What's happening, dude? Good morning, Phil. Hey, good morning. How are you? You're just growing in leaps and bounds. You're all over the place now. I, I do my best. You know, accountability has always mattered to me. Transparency. You remember when I was doing fantasy baseball and own the picks that didn't go their way they should. I mean, I've always owned my losses, but it's even better that people don't even need to look at Twitter. They can go to betstamp.app, follow me, and get all the picks from this show, as well as they'll also track my premium picks for me, so it's all in one place, but just with two different accounts. But I'm excited, man. We were 4-0 and with the premium picks this weekend. I loved it. You saw those picks. I was on fire again. Yes, you were. And for those who don't know, Phil sends me a PDF Friday or Saturday. I think it's whatever day you're done with them. Mm-hmm. And so I have a record. <laughs> and it's, I, I think it's commendable in any field of endeavor where you're dealing with the public, and especially when you're dealing with money. Really? That you have a paper trail. You have accountability. And this is just more that you're adding on uh, because I've noticed that uh, people that do this for a living like to lie about their records. I know, huh? And uh, when it's out there like this, you know the good and you know the bad, and if you follow Phil, you know that you're usually going to be uh, in way more good than bad. Way more. You know, that's one of the things I learned a long time ago. You have to be you have to be transparent, you know, with your picks. I don't tweet out my picks because I don't give out a pick unless I give a reason. You know, that's the way I was taught by the legendary Lefty Rosenthal himself. 
give me a reason if you want me to drop 10 G's on a game, kid. You know, just don't give me a pick. I don't buy that. So I, I write out my picks. I, I give a reason, I, just like I do on the show. But my private picks, my customers, that stuff isn't public. But yet I'm still keeping track of it so that I can accurately portray my company, my business. And, you know, unfortunately, we do have these folks who, who seem to get jealous or just are crazy. I don't know what they are. They're not subscribers. They have real no dog in the fight. But they want to stir up trouble. You know, that's what lawyers are for, though. But we're going to talk about football today. And that was a fun day yesterday. Now, the show picks, on the other hand, we didn't do so hot. We lost a couple of overtime games with a couple of dogs with the Bills and the Bengals. Took a chance on Jacksonville. They, jeez, oh, pizza, they awful. But one thing I was sitting, I'm watching the game Sunday night. I've got no dog in the fight at all. I just sat back to enjoy it. I had a great day yesterday from the time I woke up till the time I went to bed. And, And I started to think, the only time I want to bet on Aaron Rodgers is when he's an underdog. Because for me, I love Aaron Rodgers as an underdog. I'm not so big a fan as a favorite. <laughs> and they covered easy yesterday. They won. Did you see the game last night? I watched most of the game last night. Right. I'm still, uh, I unfortunately still have a hangover from Thursday night's Minnesota-Pittsburgh game. All right. Yeah, I bet you do. Where... I, I, I gave us a lot of reasons last Monday uh, why Minnesota was going to get stomped into the turf. And they come out looking like the 74 Steelers. Uh, <laughs> they did, didn't they? The hell is going on here? I was laughing because we were talking in private, in private message. We usually talk a couple times a day. <laughs> and you had some things going on in your life. I was trying to check on you. And you said, because it wasn't, it wasn't a good day for you. You had some issues going on, too, in your life. But you, you said, it'll be just, it'll serve me right, because they'll win. <laughs> and they did. Because that's what that team does, is when you're ready to bury them, because they've looked dead for quite some time. <laughs> exactly. They, they had no signs of life. Here they come, and... Uh, Oh, just a second. Let us do this. Oh, okay. Thanks a million. <laughs> That's incredible. We took a I'm bite with, on that one. Boy, I lost that one big. I had the Steelers lost it, that one big on the show. I, I, you know, I, I, I probably put the the largest. Not that I ever, I don't ever gamble much money, uh, but uh, I, I, I was pretty much all in on on them losing. Substantially, <laughs> substantially, it did not did not happen that way. No, well, you know what? That's the the price you pay as a fan, you know. And, and you're more than honest about your team. You're not one of those fanatics, and that's a good thing. But Rogers and company looked pretty good last night. I still think they're the best team in the NFC. I think you might be right. We're going to find out tonight what Arizona's made up, made of, and the Rams, for that matter. We'll get into that at the end of the show. We'll give you a pick who we think is going to win but uh, and how to bet this. But this Rodgers is something else. I mean, really something else. They're the best team. I, do you see the way he and Devontae Adams just connect? It, it's just incredible to watch. And they have the backfield. 
People talk about the Cleveland Browns, but this Dylan is a, not a bad backup. And, and we all know what the other kids do with Jones, right? He, Aaron Jones, he, he's doing some damage. This is a good football team. It's a good football team. I still I I love their uh, front four on defense. Mm-hmm. I'm well, they're Packers, so I don't love them. I right, respect. I hear you. Uh, Kenny Clark to me is still one of the. I really enjoy watching him play as long as it's not against the Vikings. Um, the problem with Green Bay, and it's been a problem all year long, is special teams. Yeah. That's what scares me about Green Bay is, I mean, they were horrible last night. And they've been horrible all year. And as we get closer to the playoffs, they're, they're running out of time to get that stuff fixed. I know. Uh, so that that makes me really nervous about them. Uh, other than that, yeah, I, I, I think they are the best team in the NFC. I think so, too. He's having a great season, like usual. Good for him. Good for the Green Bay Packers. You know, I watched the Bull, the Bills-Bucks game last night, or yesterday afternoon, 4.30 game. I think they still might be okay, and, I, and here's why. You know, they have home games against the Carolina Panthers, the Atlanta Falcons, and the New York Jets, and they have one away game with the Patriots. They could easily go 3-1 and one to wrap up their season. And, and and make the playoffs and be in good shape, right? Make the playoffs. Yeah, but being good uh don't know about that. How far could they go? How far do you realistically think the Buffalo Bills can go then? Because they started off bad loss to Pittsburgh, what was it, nine to six or something like that? It was a bad loss. And then they reeled off a bunch of wins. And now they've had some interesting games, but they, they were in this one against Tampa Bay, obviously, all the way till they lost in the overtime. Well, they were getting blown out, but the second half, they seemed to come alive. You don't have any hope for them in the playoffs, do you? Not really. No. Why do you say, why do you think that? Because yeah. a lot of people are starting to think that the Bills are going to turn things around. If you can't stop the run, you can't win in the playoffs. Right. That's history. That's history. You, if you can't run and stop the run, you're going to have an issue. How many times did, did they throw yesterday? 50-some? Yeah. Is this all they had? And are, is there going to be a rematch possibly with New England? Uh, are they going to be playing in really cold weather? Probably. If their home field is frozen tundra. Right. Uh, they can't run. They can't stop the run. I don't think I, I. they don't excite me. Green Bay, on the other hand, you've got a great quarterback and you've got two running backs built for cold weather. One of the few things that Collins were said last night that before I turn the sound down <laughs> is that when it gets late in the year, when it gets in the playoffs and it gets cold, nobody wants to tackle a 240 pound running back. He's right. And so Green Bay is loaded. They can stop the run because they've got the big run stuffer up front. Buffalo always, to me, seems like they're really having to try harder than everybody else 
to get the thing finished. I, I, I'm just, they, they don't fascinate me much at all. Uh, I've watched too many games where they just got gashed with the run. I, I don't think you could make it doing that. I don't think so either, but they do have a plus 134 point differential. That's the second highest in the league behind AFC East front runner New England. So this should be interesting. I think it's going to be interesting. Maybe they turn things around, but if they can't stop the run, they're in big trouble. But Denver got a big win yesterday. Denver, the Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater, good stuff. They have, but here's what they have left. They have home games versus Cincinnati and Kansas City. Their away games are the Chargers and the Raiders. What about Denver? Denver might be a team that could sneak into something, right? I suppose it's possible. They're certainly um, very good if you have insomnia. <laughs> okay. Because they're boring. It, Denver is – I stay away from Denver. and I, I'll tell you why I stay away from Denver. Because I still have too much fan in me. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. See, that's a very good point for sports betters to understand. You have to leave the fandom out somewhere else leave it leave it away when you're wagering on games right exactly and i love teddy bridgewater yeah i know you do i do too i just you know one of the things that viking fans do is wonder what could have been if teddy hadn't got hurt um because when teddy had two good legs he he was a much better thrower than he is now right um, but I'm always rooting for Teddy. So I, I, I stay away from them. The defense is excellent. Uh, they've got a nice running game. They've got two really good wide receivers. But they really keep – it's kind of like watching Miami, you know, endless eight-yard crossing routes. Right. <laughs> it's <laughs> – <laughs> because your quarterback doesn't have much of an arm. Uh, and as much as I love Teddy, if if someone like Rodgers uh, were there to unleash the wide receivers and the tight end that that team has, uh, they'd be something else. Um, it's, it's, it's possible. Fangio is a good defensive coordinator, much better than he is as a head coach. Right. People aren't really um, – people kind of mock Pat Shermer. Mm -hmm. But Pat Shermer was the def the offensive coordinator in Minnesota for a year. Right. Probably the best one they've had in four or five years. Uh, Shermer is really good at adjusting to the talent that he has. And so I think they've got a plus on the coaching side, plus a good running game, plus a good defense. Guess what? Anything can happen. And especially with uh, San Diego is so erratic. You know, they, they look like world beaters. Yeah, yeah, One, the Chargers, yeah. And then there are, oh, I'm sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's okay. Don't worry about it. I do that all the time when I write. What they used to be. Old people have long memories. But... Um, and then Las Vegas just looks horrible. <laughs> it's Yeah, but you know what's interesting about all these things? There's a couple things I forgot to mention. 
is that 24 of the 32 teams in the NFL this season have at least six wins or more. Now that's parity right there. And that's a beautiful thing. And, and betting numbers for this weekend, for the week 13, favorites are now 11-2. and two. The over is 9-3-1. and one. That means the public won. And that means most of us did pretty well or should have. And those guys who claim to be sharps that aren't, whatever, you know, it is what it is. But that's been an interesting. I like what you said about the Chargers because, well, that's one of the notes I have. You know, they have home games against the Chiefs and the Broncos. That might not be very fun. They have one two straight, though. But their away games against Tech, the Texans and the Raiders, they're going to, they might end up with 11 wins, Michael, the Chargers. I know. I, I and, it's another team that uh, I root for, usually, because um, Herbert, obviously, an Oregon boy. And for those of you who are unaware, I'm an Oregon boy. Yes, you are. Never will ever be anything else. No, you uh, won't. They're they're fun to watch, but again, they've got problems on defense too. Right. And I don't see the same stability in coaching. And I think coaching's a big deal. I agree with you there. And if you watch, again, let's go back to that Minnesota game. And I have a question for you when, when I'm done babbling here. Okay. Um, you go back to that Minnesota game, they came out and dominated the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Went into halftime and came out looking more like the uh, prospect Oregon Cougars than the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> okay. They're in town. Uh, they, they were awful. What happened at halftime? Well, one coaching staff made adjustments and the other one didn't. Right. And it almost cost one team the game because they weren't able to uh, adjust to the adjustments for some reason. And I can't trust a team like that. It, it just, I, you can't trust them. That's a good point. So coaching means a lot to me. That's why I do give Denver a chance. I haven't seen that much out of Sandy, uh, Los Angeles, excuse me, the Chargers. Uh, those things matter when you're coming down to the end of the year. Now, the question I have for you is this. Mm-hmm. I'm a Viking fan. I know a little bit about football. I know a lot about them. And they're not a good football team. Yet, the odds makers actually had them as a favorite in this game. And if you remember, I was like, Phil, what in the world are these people thinking? Well, whatever they were thinking, they got it right. Talk a little bit about how, even if you think you know what you're doing, it's not real smart to go against the odds makers. Well, you know what? Uh, that's a, that's an interesting concept. Uh, you know, Vegas, they really don't know a whole lot more than we do, except they know how to get money on both sides. The odds maker job is to limit the liability so that the money flows as evenly as it can on both sides of the line. When it doesn't, you know, then they have a liability and then they then they get stuck like they were yesterday in, in the trick bag. So it's more enticing to make Pittsburgh a plus money favorite 
or I'm sorry, it's more enticing to make Pittsburgh a favorite because more people will play Pittsburgh and it'll even things out. Because people like the Vikings, but people love Pittsburgh. I mean, when you think about the record that Mike Tomlin has since his head coaching days, since he began at Pittsburgh, they're like 39-21-1 against the spread as a way underdog since 2007. So they take that into consideration, and, and they know it's been touted out there and flouted out there enough. It's it's very similar to an Andy Reid bye week. If you saw that line two weeks ago when they were coming off the bye rumor, how how inflated we thought it was, that's why. Because, you know, they, they respect that, and they know they can get more money in on the other team by putting the line the way that it is. But it's all about keeping limiting liabilities, and that's what odds makers do. That's why Minnesota was a favorite. You know, you also have to take into consideration the Minnesota offense. You know, they lost so many games by eight points or less. They're always in these contests. They're, tell they me seem, about it. What's that? I said tell me about it. What was it, like 10 out of 11 games have been decided by eight points or less as of last Thursday night? Yes. So, so I mean, you get into those situations and you say, okay, I need Pittsburgh money. Minnesota looks pretty good. Pittsburgh has looked kind of iffy. So let's put them at a favorite, four, four and a half. Let's see what the what the public does with it. And let's see if we can't limit our liabilities. This is why I was trying to explain to someone on Twitter why I look at the money line and I value that money line more often than most people, or more than most people. Because that is a good indicator. Because no one wants to get beat on a straight-up bet. The casinos certainly don't. And this guy was a national radio host that I was arguing with. But I guess it doesn't matter. It wasn't really an argument. It was more like, you know what? I value the money line. That's why I bring it up on every show. What is the money line? That's the first thing I look at. And the money line was clearly pointing to Minnesota. So it was like, you got to take them. I went for the historical approach, ran with the Mike Tomlin trend, and, and got beat. But I've won more than I've lost, so I'm pretty happy. Did I answer your question? Yes. Oh, good. I just I I know that's probably a question a lot of amateurs like myself have. Oh, you're not an amateur. You you know what? You're just a guy who loves football, knows more than most of the guys that are selling picks, and, and just loves his Vikings. There's nothing wrong with that. You it's don't not have good to. For your- What's <laughs> it's not good for what? It's not good for your health to love the Vikings. No, it's not. It's like loving the Lions. But what are you going to do? But I think the Chargers, though, now listen to this. The Chargers did win, and they've won two straight. They have home games with the Chiefs and the Broncos, and their away games are the Houston Texans and the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, there's another team that could get in, but they are so untrustworthy. And... They make me nervous. I don't like playing games that they're in. I don't like to go against them. And I don't like to go for them a lot. So I I believe I left that game alone yesterday, and rightly so. It was just a weird game. Which one? The Chargers game yesterday. Oh, yeah. they. I left it alone. um, And really, that's... That was a case of overthinking. Um, 
New York's not a good football team, and they're trotting out Mike Glennon. <laughs> I know. I saw a lot of guys falling for the Giants, and, and I'm thinking, why? Is that, no way. I, I There was just no way. But to that degree, I, I didn't buy that either. Um, it was just a, it was kind of a strange week. Um, it was a very strange week. I think the best game of the week's tonight. You know what? I think that you might be right. Let's just get right into it. I, I wanted to, one thing before we do, I wanted to mention that those of you who think that the Kansas City Chiefs are dead in the water probably should watch more football because they look deadly. I know it was the Raiders, but that was one of the games that I put in my premium package. I think that I think that the Kansas City Chiefs one thing that people don't value it seems is defense. And that's the public's perception because you know the public loves the the high scoring games and the big totals. And they really do. We hit a total yesterday with the uh Kansas City game also. But uh that's cuz I thought that the Chiefs would score 48 points on their own and they darn near did. But they looked really good. And their away games are with the char. They have three away games and one home game remaining. They have the Chargers, Bengals, Broncos, all on the road, and they have the Steelers at home. They could wipe the slate, win the next four games, and end up thirteen and four. Quite possible, uh, although those are uh, those are some the the Cincinnati game and the Denver game. I mean, Cincinnati is. I'm done with them now. <laughs> right. Okay. Me too. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, you know, and not not in a, in a real negative way. They're they're a a good draft and free agency season away from being a really good team. But they're not there yet. And um, the the coach has saved his job. I I think. I hope. Uh, I think he's done a good job there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kansas City, again, coaching. It's not the team from two or three years ago. They still have, to me, um, some issues at wide receiver two and three. But what happened is, is over the last, what, since the bye week, really, Andy Reid has said, okay, this is what, how we're going to compensate for whatever deficiencies we have. And as usual, he's done it masterfully. Yep. Uh, right now, uh, you know, and I, I think they're probably the best team in the AFC. Yeah, I think you might be right. Uh, I, I don't think New England can score with them. Nope, I don't think so either. And you know what else? It's that defense, though. That defense is out there making plays because they feel like they have to. And that just makes the offense better because they don't have the pressure of running up scores and trying to outscore people. But like I wrote in my preview yesterday that I sent you, is that this is still the same team with the same explosive players, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes. And I think that offensive line starting to do a little better job. And the sky's the limit for the Chiefs. But we didn't write them off one week, did we? Nope. 
But if you the thing about the Chiefs is, look at Spagnola's history. Spagnola's defenses that have holes in them, he does the same thing Andy Reid does on the offense. He works it and works it and works it, figures out how to compensate, and by the end of the year, they're knocking hell out of people. They are. And he's doing it again. Uh, and what a great tandem of coaches. And don't forget uh, Eric Bieniemy's on that staff, too. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> can I be honest? You can. Of course you can. Are you really going to be totally bought in to an offensive coordinator when Andy Reid's the head coach? How well, much of that is Andy Reid and how much of it's Eric Bieniemy? I think a lot. Um, one of my oldest friends is his agent, and uh, he's uh, he's ready to make it. He's ready to be a head coach. That's when we're going to find out. But I suspect that when Zimmer's fired at the end of the year, he's going to be like on top of the list for Minnesota. If if you know what, maybe the problem with that is Kansas City will be playing during the playoffs. And they'll be interviewing because they'll want to replace him. And he'll get passed over because they can't touch him until after the season. So, I mean, until their season's over. Andy Reid, though, has been very accommodating. He knows. He's been on the public record is saying that this guy should be a head coach. And it's just another luxury that Andy Reid has. But, yeah, your point is well noted. Andy Reid, I know someone who played quarterback for him. He was a third stringer, but he was still a quarterback. And a lot of the things that he learned from them, he now does as a coach. You know, he went on to be, Jay went on to be the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, but that's where he got his start with the Eagles. But uh, at the end of the day, your point is well noted, though. I want to see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for him because he's been passed over quite a bit, and a lot of that has to do with the success of the Chiefs. I think what they should do, Michael, is put a moratorium on hiring coaches until after the Super Bowl so that everyone has an opportunity to not only interview, but to uh, be a candidate even. It would seem to be a lot more fair. Especially, you know, the the push for minority uh, candidates and actually actually getting some of them hired. it, it would make a big difference because a lot of them are, you know, they're in the playoffs and they do get passed over. They do. They're uh, great coaches, you know, great assistant coaches who are probably ready for the job. Just hard life, man. It is what it is. Oh, I had one more note before we get into the game. I wanted, I wanted to bring this up because okay. I watched the Dallas game yesterday. I had to watch yeah. it on my computer because Verizon here doesn't allow me to get NFL ticket on my TV, so I have to go to alternate methods to do so, which I don't mind. I did it all the time I lived in Greece as a frustrated tennis player living like a king. But that's another subject for another day. Tomorrow's show, actually, I'll address that. Micah Parsons is a monster. Micah Parsons is the reason I took Dallas. When I knew he was coming back and that defense was starting to get healthy, I took him. I love the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, not as much as I love the Detroit Lions and the New York Jets, but I love the Dallas Cowboys. They've been good to me this year. 
Stop picking on the Dallas Cowboys, people. Go ahead, Michael. I don't love Dallas. I hate Dallas. Okay, that's fair, too. Well, you have good reasons. Yes. Drew Pearson pushed off. Write it down. Oh, Jesus. Uh, This happened 40 years ago. (laughs) Yes, it's like yesterday to me. I know. I was, was, let me see. I was probably in high school when that happened. I was 15 or 16. I know what you're talking about. You're right, though. That he got away with one big time. And you still remember it. This is what a real fan sounds like, folks. Oh, I, I I can even give you the referee's name. Uh, <laughs> you were only about probably you were still in high school too, right? Um, or no, you would have been in college because you're a couple years. I'm fifty. I'm fifty seven next year. That was seventy four. Okay, I was seventy four. I was. Um, I was. I was still in high school. I was nine years old, but loving Fran Tarkington, man. And that was our best team out of that that run in the seventies. That was the best team we oh, had. Oh, they were great! The Purple People Eaters. Yeah, as a little kid, and, I loved that until they played Detroit and beat them. Then I gave them the finger. I think I got my grandfather smacked me in the back of the head for it. <laughs> <laughs> but I will give you Micah Parsons, um, Defensive Player of the Year. Thought no ifs, ands, or buts. I don't know how I I still don't know how people pick Washington to win that game. It is what it is, though. I mean, I had people in my inbox telling me, "Oh, they're going to get Washington, Washington, Washington," and I had the Bills. And okay, I said, "You know what? Those are my two favorite plays, really. The one for my show and the one for my premium picks." Glad the premium pick worked out, you know. But uh, listen to their schedule. What they have coming up? They have at home Washington and Arizona. And on the road, they face the Giants and the Eagles. It's not an easy sled for this Dallas Cowboys team, who's been kind of a little, kind of inconsistent. I want to say a little inconsistent, but they've been inconsistent. Mike McCarthy. Uh, <laughs> that's all you have to say. Um, they're they are. Second or third best team. And here, here's where it gets iffy for me because I think Green Bay is the best team, but when your special teams are that bad, you're always at risk. Dallas has good special teams. Yeah, they do. And they're very opportunistic on defense too. They take chances because of all the offensive weapons they have. Yes, they, they can afford to. Yes. So yeah. that they're they're really a dark horse. Um, uh I, I can't say too much good about them because I'll get sick for the rest of the day. I know, and but, I don't want you to be sick because you've got to, you've got things to do that are more important than worrying about that you're uh, an upset stomach caused by a podcast. Just remember, because I do remember when Jerry Jones made that pick during the draft, and everybody was going, "What are you doing?" Oh, with CD Lamb. No. Oh, Michael uh, Parsons. Parsons. Oh, yeah, he knew. So maybe it's time we give that old boy some credit uh, because he picked a gem and it's changed his team. Take take him off of that team, and it's a really mediocre defense. Well, you saw when he wasn't in the uh, on the field what happened. Yeah. Uh, so good call on that. He's I love that one. Let's talk about the Rams and the Cardinals. Now, the Rams are two-and-a-half point away underdogs. 
The car is a 51 and a half point total. Who do you like in this game, Michael? So should I tell people what you're what you've been doing all week long? <laughs> yeah, go ahead cuz you know. Yeah, go ahead. Spill the beans. I am a transparent guy. Mo. Well, yeah, okay, go ahead. <laughs> so Phil's been trying all week long to um find a way to pick Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Yes. Because he loveth Matthew Stafford. Yes, he does. Plus, I love underdogs, especially on the road. And I wrote back to Phil and said, good luck with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. That was yesterday. <laughs> it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yesterday while I, was, I, I was having a meltdown. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, I'll, I'll be dealing with that, too, tomorrow's show. But the bottom line is. I'm in on Arizona. I know that you are. Now, you have a line. Over at uh, in Oregon, and it's two points, right? Let me check it again. It was two points when I talked to you yesterday. Apparently, only real handicappers give the odds from two sites. You have to have them placed in two places. So the Oregon scoreboard is Rams plus two. Here plus at Playup, it's two and a half. I, I, uh, yeah, I'm in on Arizona. At minus two? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have to write this down because I don't know if they're going to put it up automatically today, so I'll make this down. Minus two, and that's the Oregon line. Whatever. It doesn't matter. We know you. You know me. I'm using PlayUp because PlayUp sponsors this show. And uh, it is what it is. Plus, I like PlayUp. The odds there are great. And if you're in New Jersey, now, there's something I want to bring up. I talk about in my book bonuses, sign-up bonuses, rollover rates, or playthrough rates. They offer bonuses, a one-time playthrough rate. One time. So if you put a thousand bucks in and they match your thousand, you'll get that thousand after you've played one thousand dollars worth of bets. So you make ten one hundred dollar bets, bang, you get your money. You make one one thousand dollar bet, bang, you get your money. A lot of books a lot of books are more than five times. Some of them are 10 and 12 times, and you'll never get your money because you'll never make that many bets. Playup doesn't work that way. So, And their limits are available to anyone on the website. You don't have to hunt for them either. That's a beautiful thing. Okay, back to the Rams and, and the Cardinals. You like the Cardinals. I do too. You know, when you talk about these little extra things now we know that they're third in points scored we know that they're fourth in points allowed we know that but they're also the second best team in the red zone this season their efficiency rate is 68.75 that's amazing here's another number i found because i had to go find for matthew stafford because i i love the i love matthew stafford's he, he he was the best thing I had to root for with the Lions. And they <laughs> sold him away for Jared Goff. Okay. The Cardinals are 4-0 and in their, against the spread in their last four versus the NFC West. They're 8-2 and against the spread in their last 10 games overall. They are not a very, they, the Rams, are not a very consistent football team. This is a toughie because I I tell you, the money line, Michael, is minus 135 for the Cardinals, 
plus 115 for the Rams. That's a universal playoff. Has it at plus 110 for the Rams and minus 130. The totals, another one people are talking about. It's 51 and a half in most places. It's 51 at playup. You don't have any interest at all in the total. So, over unders are um, are almost beyond the reach of amateurs, in my opinion. Pretty close to, yeah. They're tough. So I. I try to be very careful with that. You would think you look at the quarterbacks, you look at the offenses, uh, you look at the potential, uh, the over comes into play. I'm not going there though. I I am I am going straight on the points. Because. Yeah, you know what? You've been selling me Arizona since preseason. And I'm going to sell you them today, too. And I, I was not in on the Cardinals at the beginning of the season. Uh, they're my Super Bowl pick, as most know, as you know. Um, Yeah, I, I don't see... You have convinced me, and they have convinced me. And two points? Well, that's kind of weird. Yeah, there must be something else going on. There has to be some kind of injury. Uh, maybe it's out of respect for the Rams' powerhouse offense, but you know they're missing their top running back, Henderson, tonight. They're missing a couple uh, defensive players. Von Miller probably play. I think he's on a personal leave. I don't think the offense is the same without Robert Woods. He may not have found the end zone much, but he was a pretty good distraction that they don't have anymore. I like Van Jefferson. Obviously, I like Cooper Cup, and I'm a big Matthew Stafford fan. But one of the things that gives me pause about this, and, and I guess it's easy to see if you look, is that Matthew Stafford in his last four games has thrown three pick sixes. And, you know, he's he, I don't know what's going on. I think that coincides with the injury to Robert Woods when all this started, but. In a close game like this is expected to be, one dumb turnover could cost you the game. And, and it's something that I don't want to bet on. I have to take the points. I have to take, I'm sorry, I have to take the Cardinals minus two and a half because that's what's available to me. It's the best play I can give. You know, I, I don't like to take two and a half because I can get beat by the three, the key number of three. And I don't like to lay six or take six and a half. When and I don't like to lay minus three and a half. That's not in play. And I don't like to lay minus seven and a half, for the same reasons because seven is a key number, and games end on seven. Seven and a half don't help. I'm taking the Cardinals minus two and a half in this one, Michael. We agree, and you sound absolutely devastated by having to do so. Well, I am because here's the, I'm going to lose my first fantasy matchup in 10 weeks tonight because all I have is Matthew Stafford. I'm down by 45 points. <laughs> You're in trouble. But that's okay. I'm still, I'll be 10 and 4. I'm still in first place, and God will bless me for that. But at the end of the day, it was hard for me to pick against that team. Again, I had to put my fan stuff away. And I was just say, this is how you do it. You put your fan stuff away. 
and if you can't, you just don't do the game. I was, you I, know, I, I probably, I won't put this. I, I'll give this to my subscribers because we talk about it on the show. It's a courtesy, as you see in the premium package. At the bottom, I always tell the guys what the show picks were, and you know what we did the week before with that guest. You know, and let them make up their mind. But uh, yeah, I gotta go with the Cardinals. I hate to do it to you, Matthew. I hope your wife doesn't go crazy on me on Twitter. But I think <laughs> the pick is going to be Arizona minus two and a half tonight. Great stuff today, partner. Is you make it easy, Philip? I do my best, and you make it easy. Someone wrote to me the other day and said, "I love listening to the Monday Show. You guys have such great chemistry." And I wrote back, thanks. We've been working together for almost 15 years now. So <laughs> I think we gained something out of it. Great stuff. You can find Michael over at Phoenix Preacher on Twitter. And if you're so inclined, head on over to phoenixpreacher.com. And that's going to wrap it up for today's show. I want to thank PlayUp for presenting this show. PlayUp is always your best bet. You can find them at playup.com. Thanks to BetStamp for validating my picks on this show and very soon, probably in the next couple days, Cash with Flash Best Bets will also be tracked over at BetStamp. We'll continue to be tracked at Action App on the Cash with Flash page just until we get it all set up. We'll leave a screenshot of all the picks since I left Sharp App the first week of October and have a great time. Don't forget Cash with Flash Best Bets we have all kinds of premium packages. We have a killer football package. We're crushing the football. Again, a documented record of 63-38-3 with seven-plus money dogs on the season. And we're on a 53-21-1 run. Amazing stuff. All vetted. All validated. All you have to do is ask. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves. Be good. And most importantly... Ladies and gentlemen... My mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.